Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the stream But leads him to the corpus play Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quite a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I wanna go back to the country Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. All right. Good morning. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning, live 7 to 9, or on your favorite podcast platform, 24-7-365, every day of the week at theoutdoorzone.com. And it's free. And it's free. Wherever you listen to Free, 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 free. And so every Sunday morning, we make it up here to the bunkhouse. Road Rash is actually the ranch hand that gets here early, gets the gate open, gets the old potbelly stove fired up. This morning, he worked on the screen that fell off the window over there. Got to make sure the screens and the windows are working if we get any weather from this storm coming in. And uh, my name is TJ, TJ Graney. Cody Ryan is in the middle of a tournament this morning, fishing the second day of a tournament, bass tournament, and uh, don't think we'll hear from him, uh, but I think we have some updates. I'll check his Instagram account. Beefsteak is in the house. Oh, yeah. And... Man, we just came off a run. Man, that was a beautiful, beautiful weekend. Went to uh, went to the ranch in uh, Bryan College Station and driving around with some guys who had never been out there, and it was it was cool because they were, um, you know, you get out there and you kind of pull out there, drive out there, and that you don't really understand or see or know that there is this lush thick. Oh, I'm going to call it oasis. It's a an oasis in the middle of kind of nowhere. There's, it's pretty much farmland, cowland all the way around it, you know, and, grass, uh, pump jacks. Yeah. Lots of But you drive down that road, about 2 miles down that road, and you pull into this thick green trees, oak trees and multiple high fences, yep. Anyway, it was uh it was it was great. It, it was, was great. It's a bit you get out there. You know that I think that's what it's all about. I think that's kind of some ways it's rural life, but this is even more so because you really do dial in once you get past that second gate. Actually third gate. 
<laughs> you really dial into uh, where you're you're there and everything else is way far away. You know, and it's if, for me today, far. for me today in the new and improved model, uh, life model, it's more like get me away, get me back out <laughs> to the country somewhere. But anyway, uh, had a great time out there. Didn't see a lot of animals. It's saw a few deer. They eat, right? Yeah, I'm think I'm guessing that's probably what it was. And an I owl. mean, animals as in deer and elk and you know uh, exotics stuff like that. They were running around. Yep they they were uh, they're quiet. But the weather was good. August has finally turned hot. Yeah, here. and I don't know. It's not as hot as maybe I thought it was. Um, usually by this time, I'm kind of thinking, you know, it's sizzling, smoking, you know, fajita plate hot. But I don't know. It's it's not as bad. It had been as bad, has it? It kind of goes up, and then it just teases you like this storm came in, and right? I mean, we had a high of like 91 or something, and it was overcast. So it's uh, it's interesting. We don't get those long, right now, we don't get those long runs. Of, remember back in, I don't know, what was it? It's, five, it's six years just, ago? It just happens to be this year. Next year, I know, but you, you may remember, have 21 days. Remember at when it was 66 days of over, over 100. 100? Yeah. That's where you That's start. That's global there. warming. Now we have global. Who are you? Cooling. Uh, <laughs> it, it's cycles. So right? w- one of the things I did notice on on my property, on our property, um, we spent the last week or two shredding all the underbrush uh-huh. and uh, raising raising the canopy of the trees. And our house faces the sunrise, mm. and. Man, it was amazing the breeze that we got once we got rid of all the underbrush. And I was thinking, mm. when I was thinking about it, I was thinking, you know, people in the city with houses all the way around them, they don't get the kind of breeze that you get when you got a 300-acre pasture in front of you just going. Nothing to break it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was Well, remember, I mean, nice. at the bunkhouse, we always used to say that, um, you know, that, that the wind would just roll right. It was always about 15, 10, at least uh, 10 always degrees. Always a breeze. Yeah, but, it was, but that made it about 10 degrees lower on the top of the hill than it was, uh, you know, down. It was that, interesting. That breeze it's, rolled up through there. It's interesting, too, that when I walk from, when I walk into the shades shade of the trees that we now have mm-hmm. created. Yeah. The temperature drops by oh, 10 yeah. degrees. Well, it's all sun, right? I mean, I put a shade over our back porch. I just oh, yeah. bought you, one. When you said that you like measured it. Yeah, 37. From the direct sun to my probe underneath that I use for the meat locker, as I call it, um, it was a 37-degree drop from direct sun to two, three feet over under the shade and it's one of those like they put over a ballpark or bleachers you know Uh or over a pool area and 
man, it was cheap. You can get those. It was a 20 by, by 10. It's 165 bucks. 95% UV. of the UV doesn't, it's blocked. But it also has enough to for the wind to kind of go through it. So it's permeable. You can see through it a little bit. So if there's a nuclear blast, you just cut it you down, roll up. roll up in it, and you're safe. <laughs> I'm fixing to put those all over, man. I I th- always thought, oh, I'm going to build this top deck or this uh, um, lean-to or pavilion over the boat, you know, to got a boat cover. But I'm, now I'm all about the shade stuff. I'm going to put it in the corner over where we got the fire pit. I mean, it's so simple. You just put post up and that's it. And you don't even, most of them, if you go to places, they uh, string them. In fact, they have eyelets where you just string them to the corner and use that. You know what you use on a on a gate or on a fence where you turn the buckle, a turnbuckle, and it's opposite threaded on each end with the, with the eyelets so that when you turn it, it pulls it together. Nice. Yeah. And that's what they use. You just I was, stick that in the corner and turn them and boom, you're done. It's interesting because I've been paying a, paying attention doing some YouTubing on building fences. Yeah. So the fences that I need to build where I'm at now in the country are different than the fences I built for the past 35 years in the city. Where you dig a fence post, yeah, you drop, but you take your post hole digger, you dig a twenty four <laughs> inch pole hole, you drop a pole in there. You don't take your post hole digger and do that. You break, get a rock breaker, right? Well, it depends on yeah. where you're at, but you dig yeah. a hole with your post hole digger. You, which is attached dro- to drop your, a uh, pole in there to your tractor now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You drop a whole uh, pole in there. You put the dirt back in. Sometimes you put concrete. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. And then you string two by fours. And then you put your dog-eared cedar pickets, which are s- stupid expensive. Um, yeah. And now I look at corners, and I have to have them. They're built differently. You have tension. You have angles. You have all these different things that you have to do to get a corner right. It's are like, you putting T-posts in? No, I'm not doing anything now. I'm just oh, okay. talking about down the road. Down the at road, some point, huh? I'm just paying attention to what the difference in the fencing that I knew and the fencing that I'm learning. Yeah. No, I'm dealing with those. I told you this when we were walking in uh, across the porch. I was telling you about my day yesterday. Rolled in at what we got home like three o'clock yesterday, yeah. and. Uh, We'll talk about it's what we were day, doing. But. We'll talk about some of what we were doing. But um, we, I rolled in, and uh, and I have 24 uh, railroad ties right outside the front porch. Yeah, but more so, they were delivered by railroad guys. You know, that's what I'm... I'm just... You know what so, I mean? Like, railroad ties are... There's multiple different kinds you can get, right? And they're... And, I, what I didn't realize is they're constantly replacing them. Hmm. And somebody told me they were red red oak. Man, that's some serious hardwood. That's what they said. Yeah. They said they're made out of red oak. They're Are they, well, Steve from California told me that. Yeah. Do they have, um, 
creosote oh, yeah. and all that stuff yeah. in there. Some like of them are it. like nasty, 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 dripping They'll last forever. black. Forever. Just don't get it on you, right? I know. <laughs> so anyway, lots going on around here. Lots going around in the bunkhouse. Weather's really real good here, but we'll... Uh, at 7 o'clock, they're supposed to do an update on the storm. And uh, Road Rash, you may want to check on that. It was uh, a Cat 3 when I last heard, Cat 3, Cat mm-hmm. 4. Uh, if you didn't hear, there's a hurricane rolling in New Orleans. Yeah, uh, again. My brother and his wife, Mike, have uh, evacuated. Really? Yep. It's, you know. So they're outside the wall, as they call they, it. Huh? They just. You know, they they have this they've learned that, you know, they've been through Katrina. They've been through all of them. They just said, you know, here's what we do if it is this cat, you know, this type of storm at this level. They know exactly where they're going. They called up, got their little hotel room in the, you know, place where they go. And so. So when you evacuate, do you take your firearms? That's what we got to figure out. You know, what do you do with them? I think that is something that. We're not, we're not, we don't have to deal with that. But how do you take all your firearms? How do you load up? You know what? I, I don't know. I'd say ask the professionals. So we were at McBride's Guns this week, and yeah. Mrs. Graney was looking at Walter. Oh, that's that right. P twenty two, beautiful pistol. Man, what a fun pistol to shoot. She was looking at SIGs, compact SIGs, four, uh, 9mm compact uh, Glock 9mm. She's got the hitch, or is it? She just loves to go but, by there and see Joe and, and look at the guns when she's in town, and yeah. that's what she was doing. Yeah, McBride's Guns, Austin family-owned and operated local full-service firearm dealer. Uh, hey, if you don't have that deer rifle, and we're going to talk some deer rifle stuff here Later on in the show, if you don't have your deer rifle ready to go, if you don't have it picked out, if you don't have it sighted in, if you had a little glitch with it, maybe your scope was shaky, you had any problems with it, there's one place to go in Austin that's McBride's Guns. You'll find them in the same place they've been for years, corner of 30th and Lamar. Call them, 472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com because McBride's Guns will. They're our hometown gun shop hey when we come back on the flip side we're going to talk some fishing news so stick with us it's the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse or 24 7 365 theoutdoorzone.com hey american blood brothers this is ted nugent on the outdoor zone live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother tj Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, number one outdoor show on radio. You are the regulators, and uh, we do this show for you. It's final countdown days for summer savings. With the best value on hundreds of new Jeeps during the Make This Summer, the summer event at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Let the spirit of adventure guide you down the road, paved or unpaved. The perfect new Jeep 
for summer from the number one Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram dealership in Central Texas at the number one volume sales leader in Central Texas. Your chance to save, get out and hit the road in more Jeeps. More Jeeps in every make and model you will want to start now. That's why we're the number one volume sales leader in Central Texas, and nobody has more Jeeps than us with a larger inventory and more options than anyone else in town. Now, Maxwell Supercenter, 62183 in Austin. See all the savings online at nowmaxwellsupercenter.com. Okay. So we're missing Cody this morning, right? Because he's out. Slinging He's fishing the line. the bass first of the U.S. Bass Open, uh, not the U.S. Bass Open. I can't remember the name of it. It's a new tournament series that is fishing like Texoma. Today's huh. second day. Typically, they don't fish on Sundays, but this particular series is a two-man tournament series that he is actually fishing alone. And uh, without a partner, which he's done before. Matter of fact, he's won a lot of money fishing <laughs> by himself in a two-man <laughs> tournament series. Um, but he's fishing it by himself today on Texoma. Had a five-fish limit yesterday, so he's on the board. He's in the mix. Good. And uh, we're just praying that today will be a good day and he'll find his fish. Uh Where's Mama family? Bear and his cub have gone up there, so they're they're with him. I think I saw a picture of his little blonde-haired daughter on the stage, right? Yep. You can go to Cody Ryan Graney, I believe. If you just go to theoutdoorzone.com, you can click on his uh, on his information and track all that he's doing today and uh, any of the videos or anything that they have on him. Uh, any live weigh-ins, any of that stuff will be on his website at theoutdoorzone.com. I wonder if she has some fishing in her future. What do you think? No. Well, <laughs> if she latches on, you know. She is her daddy's daughter. It. Yeah, she's daddy's girl. Hey, uh, sure. so effective September 1st, there were some new uh, rules and regs put into place through Texas Parks and Wildlife. You know, this type of year, time of year when a lot of the uh, Parks and Wildlife agencies around the country, things start rolling in. All the new rules and regulations, and you gotta and uh, get busy. I miss. I really miss having the handbook. <laughs> you know, I, great. It's all on you know your phone and all that stuff. But I liked the printed handbook. It was just kind of classic. You know, have that at the deer lease, and you start talking about. Well, yeah. Uh, what just, about this? And and no, you can't do that. Yeah, you can. Up, oh, let's look it up. You know, and uh, or reading it in the deer. Well, and now or, you can do it. But yeah, I just liked the the hands on. I liked to read it. They'd always have the new the new rules and regulations in mm-hmm. the front of it. You know, so you could like, oh, okay. Weren't you? Didn't you have some artwork or a story or something like that? One time, no, I, one of them? I participated with a bunch of guys around it. Ah, okay. John Jefferson was the editor for years, and uh, he's a good friend. And matter of fact, he's the guy introduced me to outdoor journalism. Anyway, and he lives here. New uh, freshwater fishing um, allow. Here's some uh, freshwater fishing stuff that they changed. Allow additional methods to legally possess exotic species such as tilapia and grass carp. Does that have anything to do with a trapper's license? 
like you've got uh, amphibious? I don't know. That's a joke. I that, was, that means that I, I can uh, catch frogs, I think, or something. I, I, I just, bought them, and I don't know why what they mean <laughs> yet. But I'm thinking I'm going to need them, man. I'm, gonna, I'm a little well, country boy. After this, exotic species, right? Now, I can yeah. I I can catch and transport. I do, am, I do have a license now to catch and transport things like raccoons. <laughs> Well, because you oh because in the past you couldn't do it, you could trap them, but you couldn't do anything with them. I'm serious. What else do you do with a uh, with a goon? Well, you Other make a hat a, out of them, right? Sit them down in the dirt. Modified length and bag limits for so blue and channel catfish wait, statewide and species. Limits. Wait a minute, I want to go back to this first one. What's a grass carp? I don't know. Do you know? Those are the ones that Cody enjoys so much that the state puts in the uh, lakes and they eat the hydrilla and that kind of stuff. Sewer bass. I, <laughs> that's an interesting <laughs> statement, but uh, he, those are the call. ones that he just detests because they mess up the bass habitat and he's... Mm-hmm. He's got some opinions on those. So it should, it should say grass-eating carp is what they're... I'm guessing that's what those are, okay. the grass carp. I'm, yeah. I I guess maybe I could have Googled it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have the staff look it's into a lot it. More, it's a lot more fun just to say, oh, yeah, those are the ones hate, Cody hates. <laughs> um, Blimey on Cody. Bag limits for blue and channel cat state fi- uh, statewide... Uh, in, you know, I... I don't think about catfishing very much, but our good buddy, your cousin Tommy. Yeah, he's a man. He is a big time cat fisherman. They go to Louisiana and I mean, put it in the in the freezer. Hundreds of pounds. I think they told me two hundred total between all of them. Two hundred each. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Like a thousand pounds a catfish or something. But he, uh, you gotta wonder, we what get do you to, do with that? We get to, I mean, well, you eat them. <laughs> I mean, we get to have a, he does a fish fry. He goes, so in, you know, you got deer camp. Well, they got fish camp. Uh-huh. And he goes with cousins and all this stuff to fish camp. Cousins. Oh. And they, yeah, I don't know why, <laughs> never been why your side of the family's not invited. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, they go to fish camp and they, um, and they put out trout lines and, and jug lines, and they catfish, and they do it for weeks. Have you seen or a their, week? Have you seen the line that did he take? Did he show you a picture of the line of them processing uh-uh. the fish? I hadn't seen it's it. Just man, it's like ten guys that are all in a line on a, on tables, and they're all one's got the gutting part of it, and the other does this, and they finally get you know it just is like an assembly line. But it's out on next to a swamp in Louisiana. It's not like you're in a processing center. Yeah, and we and we're the beneficiary because once a year he'll bring a whole bunch of that fish out, and uh, him and Brad Kelsey will do a big fish fry for us and a bunch of the KLZ boys, and we'll get together and there is nothing probably twenty twenty of us, and than, he'll they'll fr- fresh fresh fry. And there, they, there is nothing better than that steaming pot. Some. You got that oil going. They drop it in there, pull that out, Some. and you just go, wow. 
That was good. Saltwater, saltwater fishing allow the use up to three crab traps per angler in current and re- currently restricted areas of Aransas County. Traps must be securely attached to fixed objects such as docks, piers, or bulkheads. I think those are more, I believe they're probably more for the individual. Mm-hmm. So if you are uh, have a place out there in Aransas Pass or somewhere out there, you can throw a crab trap over the side of the your The other dock. ones are licensed, aren't they? Well, you got to have that... your permits and tags for yeah. the crabbers that are commercially crabbing. But I think th- this is obviously more for the individual who like a person you know we back when we were kids we just had a chicken leg on a piece of string (laughs) and my dad would go out into we'd go to galveston and he'd go out into the surf drive a stake into the ground put a string with the chicken leg on it and just throw it out and then he dragged and then we'd wait a few minutes and we'd go back out there and he'd slowly pull that string up and there'd be a crab on the end. We'd scoop it up, throw it in a pot, and s- get a whole bunch of them together, and then we'd cook them. And those were, man, back in the day, we'd catch some big old blues. Mm. Of course, I always thought leg. they were a pain because they're, you know, hard to eat. Got to crack them. Yeah, you got to do all that just for a little bit of meat. You know, I want to get, like, give me the back quarter of a cow <laughs> and something to chew on. I guess that makes for the fun part of it. I wouldn't know anymore, but I'm not a big crab kind of sewer anymore because of, you know, the incident. Right. Became. <laughs> well, just tell well, everybody what fish. the incident. Incident. Okay. I, I'll i just say bluntly. So oh, this, I uh, this is a classic beefsteak 101 story. You need to hear it so you understand who he is. I'm going to try to make this simple. All right. The three short minute, and sweet three minute deal from yesterday. You got oh, less than that. You got, you got 60 <laughs> seconds or less. You were on, right. on a business trip. I was on a business trip up in the Northeast. And for the whole week, we indulged in lobster and crab and all the dipped, buttered everything you could get your hands on. Last place we stopped before we got on the plane was called, I call it illegal seafood called legal seafood and uh i was dared to eat the largest lobster in the whole building grandpa was all gray and big big as my hand was the was its claw and um and if i ate it then they would pay for the whole table guess who ate it and guess who came back on the plane and started growing a thumb out of my forehead and looking like the the looking like um the elephant man that was me and so after landing three times my wife is even going there's something really people were moving that from the seat you know we had those facing seats in that day of the southwest airlines remember those where they'd face each other and people were across from me they're like mm, dude they would start disappearing because of the way i looked you know and so you had this horrible allergic reaction and since then you've not been able to eat any shell fish whatsoever, fish whatsoever not even a little chunk 
You know what I'm saying? Not even not even a, a little teeny And you're trust. swelling up a little bit just talking about it. Hey, I Sun do. Automotive, everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle repair, and it can be hard to find a mechanic you trust. We trust our friends at Sun Auto Service. Sun Auto Service, family-owned and operated since 1978. When it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs, transmission services, Sun Automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at a Sun Auto Service repair shop near you. 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, Lakeway, 1206 Ranch Road, 620. SunAutoService.com for everything Sun Auto. SunAutoService.com. And if you thought that story was weird, we've got some weirdness coming up. And, uh, you know, it's just us today. Cody's not here. So, TJ, um, how did they get a hold of us during the week if, uh, if they want to listen to our show? All right, coming up, it's News of the Weird, and it's the OutdoorZone.com, OutdoorZone.com. This is MLS Pro, Brent Chapman. You're listening to the best outdoor show on God's green earth, the Outdoor Zone with TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. And I'm TJ Graney, your host. Hey, uh, Sun Auto, no, sure, Raw Bar and Grill. Just talk about crabs and all that good stuff. Oh, man, you want to talk about, these guys bring in their seafood fresh every week. They handpick it right off the airplanes. And uh, and I love this, I love this place. Um, I had Brett. Brad Kelsey, one of my buddies, went there last week, and he said, "I have a new favorite restaurant." That's what I. That's everybody what we hear. Else everybody said. tells yeah. us that, don't they? Yeah. Sure, raw bar and grill, amazing, uh, re- serving regional coastal cuisine, combining flavors from Texas, Louisiana, and Mexico. Don't miss their fabulous desserts, uh, fr- homemade fresh bread. Rick Wahlberg, Jim Snyder, killing it over there with Shore Raw Bar and Grill. And um, and their live music, almost every day, live music. You can sit out on the patio or you can sit inside. Go visit our friends, Shore Raw Bar and Grill. You can go to shoreatx.com for details on what the specials are for the week and what the music is. Shoreatx.com. Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Go get you some. So now it's time for our news of the weird. Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. So one of the things um, that we talk about... uh, That's weird. Is... That's weird. That's weird. But one of the things that we talk about is extreme. Oh yeah, we always talk about extreme. One of the things that we long for that that guys long for, even grown guys, grown like guys, myself, young guys. I mean, I mean, we talked about it like this week. Yeah, at, out at the ranch, um, how it, including extreme in your vocabulary be, with the things that you do, adding an element of extreme is really good. Climb a mountain, go shooting, go. F- fishing go do something that has some kind of 
outdoor and hopefully extreme element to it. Some guys, uh, I read some articles recently about um, uh, some guys that do mountain climbing and stuff like that. Well, one of the things that my wife really likes, and it's it would be considered extreme for her, is roller coasters. I'm not, I just assume you just hit me in the thumb with a brick and then go to an amusement park and wait in line and do all that stuff. <laughs> you know, the I mean, I, I had, I had my season. I had took my kids. We did all, yeah. we did everything we we're supposed to do, but she's still like way okay with it. And, uh, and she'll go, but, but there is an amusement park in Japan and of, they have this course. ride called Do Donapa at Fuji Q Highland Park in Japan, a roller coaster in Japan known for its super death accelerate acceleration to triple digit speeds was reportedly shut down after riders suffered serious bone fractures. Oh man. The uh, multiple news agencies reported four cases of fractures in the back or neck linked to the Du Donapah coaster at Fuji Q Highland Park. Uh, six cases of fractures in total, including four in the back and two in the neck. The BBC described the four back and neck cases as significant injuries, including a cervical fracture and a thorac- thoracic spine fracture. Um, the theme park billed the coaster as having world fastest acceleration hitting 112 miles per hour in 1.56 seconds. Man, under two seconds, 112. I mean, we're talking about, uh, let's see, That's some of the what fastest forces that what? some of the fastest cars are, I mean, like four seconds to zero to 60. Right, and I mean, you know, like this. Sh- and I looked, at, I looked at the video for this. Life's three, four times faster. That's rocket ship kind of acceleration. Well, you would think that somehow their their head is like strapped in <laughs> you with all to. the support. Well, that's probably and part of the problem, right? I mean, people are like looking around or turned or gawking or. And then they hit the G forces, but uh, that is 112 miles an hour in less than two seconds. Ooh, that's a rush. You talk about extreme. I I'm all into extreme. I like okay. There's parts and pieces to it that interest me, but I watched the video on it and it's like that is not. So you go. I went to Vegas and I guess um, it's it, I it's. It's not that not that bad, I guess. I mean, it. it mm. I, I'm I might do it just because it's extreme. that extreme. I went to went to Vegas, and I'm not a big gambler or anything. Uh, don't hang around the casinos and drink a lot, anything, you know, all that. But there was a uh, roller coaster ride that was built like on top of a building, and oh, it yeah. went down through the abandoned building part of it where you. You take this big circle death dive Goes out over yeah. the yeah way out over and I went down I I went the guy was like hey man let's go do this thing so you stand in line you do and the whole time I was thinking 
this I had flashbacks to that head-on collision that I when that old man pulled out in front of me and I was going 54 miles an hour you know and he went right through the light and just and then I careened off and hit the utility pole and just that whole experience was exactly like that I thought this is you're just being whipped around thrown around your bones are just aching and I didn't like it. It it was like a car wreck. I mean, literally, <laughs> like a car wreck. <laughs> and you wreck. paid for it. And I paid for. It. When I got done, I said, "That's it. I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing any of that again. I'd rather go and uh, do something extreme in the outdoors." I wonder what the I wonder what the age a car wreck. I wonder what the age group, the age level of the people who got whiplash or who had problems in this i wonder so, if they're because kids you know their bones are a little bit more flexible yeah they fall off stuff all the time you know drop them on their head whatever. except for that one little guy that was cody says that he got dropped and, you know i dropped a two by ten on his head square up <laughs> bink knocked him out cold when he was how he'll old never was forget he? it uh, he ne- he reminds me of it. Well, if you ever if he ever is talking and he goes <laughs> and goes off, well, this, and he gets you know that why. tick, that, that that little thing in his eye where he starts. But I wonder if it was you know older folks or you know because I I want to say that teens, young twenties are you know they're a little bit more pliable. So, yeah. At the Honda, that's the that's the cue at the Honda Summer Sales Event. One summer adventure leads to another in a new Honda. So, for some of the best deals of the season, head to your Central Texas Honda dealers. And now the Central Texas Honda dealers can get you the price on a 2001 HRV. The redesigned HRV boasts sporty sculptured lines, creating a design that continues to set the bar for SUVs. Our Central Texas Honda dealers have hundreds of vehicles to choose from, and one of one of the friendly employees will make sure that you drive one home, the right one home, I should say. Don't be envious. Find the perfect vehicle. And save during the Honda Summer Clearance Event. Visit one of the Central Texas Honda dealers, First Texas Honda, Audi Honda, Round Rock Honda, or Honda San Marcos. Or you can always go online to CentralTexasHondaDealers.com. Get where you're going in a Honda. All right, coming up next, Game Warden Field Notes. Hey, you want to hear about this. There's some stuff going on with Grizzlies up in Denali Park. And we'll tell you about on the flip side. It's the Outdoor Zone live on the bunkhouse. Live right now or 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome. 
Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse. I'm T.J. Graney, your host. Hey, final days to save like a pro with the best deal of the summer at Nile Maxwell GMC. Trade up and cool off in a new GMC in a 2021 Sierra. Maybe a Yukon, Acadia, or Terrain. Or if you can't find the GMC you want, we'll find it for you at NileMaxwellGMC.com. At NileMaxwellGMC, exit 256 Round Rock. We're online at NileMaxwellGMC.com. See dealer for details. We are professional grade. All right, now it's time for our Game Warden Field Notes segment. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. Lots going on around the country in the national parks, state parks. Um, we have uh, high, high, high levels of visitors in the national parks. And when that happens, things happen. And the uh, Lanaki Campground, located 20 miles, 29 miles, at 20, mile 29, burp, of the Denali Park Road will be temporary closed Monday on on uh, beginning on Monday, August thirtieth, because severe grizzly bears have been frequently the area for the past month, Procur- particularly a subadult that has been seen in and around the campground area displayed behavior that warrants wildlife management management action. A crazy young bear. These are <laughs> grizzly bears. Yep. They put in traps for them, try and trap them and get them out of there. They'll take what looks like a big metal culvert, and then they put donuts and <laughs> stuff like that inside. No kidding. Honey donuts. buns. And um, and they'll trap them and take them to another area. A big picnic basket. But these aren't little black bears. These are grizzly bears. Those are brown. And big, uh, old. big old dudes. Big old dudes. When we were last summer, when Cody and I were going through, or uh, John Michael and I were going through uh, Yellowstone and the Teton area, there we saw all these cars parked on the side of the road, and we drove by nice and slow like everybody else yes. and looked over in this little uh, saddle between these two hills, and uh, there was a grizzly mama and her two cubs. And they were just kind of playing and wandering and moseying, and people were just getting closer to them and closer to them with their cameras. And it's like, yeah, we could stay here and film this and probably get a bazillion likes on YouTube when these grizzly bear mama eat somebody, but we could, we just left. Reminds me of that op- that scene, <laughs> that opening scene on uh, Yellowstone. The series, which is coming out again, they're gonna they're gonna have a new new season. New Aren't season. you happy? Well, we're I'm happy about it, but man, we're watching uh, Heartland, which is a 14 season oh my show about Canada horse ranch. It's really you haven't started. You haven't no. watched it. Oh, dude, you you need to watch it. That's huh. a you and Carmen thing. Aww. It's got 14 seasons, and uh, it's clean. 
You know, it's it's like a clean version of Yellowstone in a lot of ways. <laughs> and speaking of motorcycle accidents. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that. They just had one episode with a motorcycle accident was last night. Interesting. Huh. But anyway. No, we were talking about extremes that uh, of people in the most extreme thing that you've kind of done or, or been involved right, in. And, in. Your, and your flashback was... Taking old metal milk jugs, the kind the like big the dairy big one. thirty yeah. gallon ones uh-huh. or whatever they are, and from dairy farms and laying metal corrugated metal over them, the roofing, yeah, yeah, and making a ramp that goes to the side of the barn where you ride up it on your bike, motor uh, mini bike. Oh, you did that on a mini bike? Yes, on a mini bike. Yeah. Well, I thought you were on like a bicycle, no. a little. No, this is like a 90cc, 125. You did that without a ramp on the end? Yeah. We wanted to ride up the wall and come back down I again. get what you were trying to do, like in the circus. Evil Knievel, man. That was not going to be. But there was no ramp on the I other end. I told you I was raised by like three people. Chuck Norris, Evil Knievel, right? And Mr. Brady. I mean, that was it. So I'm the communication. You needed Mr. Brady there for a little uh counseling before you launched into that one so you rode your so mini bike it up didn't work the galvanated galvanized yeah. onto the wall of the of barn of you're the 30 barn. feet up yeah you hit the wall at the barn and uh basically wrote i mean it was the greatest one and a half seconds of, of my your young life, life. <laughs> until it started to go off the barn and that's where things started going bad it just kind of went <laughs> Landed on me. The bike yeah. landed on me. Newton's law of gravity kicked in or whatever. I was uh, shooting across a field um, where I didn't know that they had, it, it, they didn't, they'd created a subdivision and the grass had grown up over the uh, barbed wire the, fence. No, no, it was the sidewalks. So it was about an eight inch or 12, you know how they do that. They So they backfill it. And so I was tearing, I mean, probably 70, 60, 70 miles an hour, burn, and hit that thing. And it was just, what happens is the front goes up, and you're like, oh, that's weird. And then all I could think about was what everybody told me in the stories of if you're ever in a wreck on a dirt bike, that on top of the gas tank, there is, you know, the knob where, the, where you take the fuel cap off, that kind of sits up real high. And that that would tear your scrotum off if you flipped over the front. <laughs> so all I could think about was protecting the uh, the tool bag. And so I stuck my hands down between my legs and flew over head first, you know, over the top and slid in the grass. Just face for just... <laughs> and there was where they had backfilled and all the gravel and all the cement and all that. Well, what happened is... In the process of sliding on my face, I had a bunch of pebbles and rocks that went into my mouth. So I sat up and went, ah, okay, the tool bag is still there, you know, in my mind. But all I could feel was a mouthful of these rocks thinking, that's all my teeth. Right there, they're all, you know. (laughs) And that was a scary moment. Um, That was number two on my list. Uh, That and we used to... um, Two things we did on the farm that I thought was interesting. One, my uncle had a 57 Chevy that he bought that was kind of, oh, 
cut the top off of it, and it used to be the hay hayfield. Just go as fast as you can and do as many donuts as you can. Most dangerous car in the world. That was crazy. Driving through that with a oh well. And uh, what was the what was number number four on my list? Let's see. Oh, I should have put out a disclaimer do. before you let your kids listen to this show. Oh, and so what my uncle used to do is we would cornfields after they had uh, brought we'd go sledding. He would take the forty twenty, which is a big John Deere tractor, and hook a rope or a chain to a you know those great big. Uh, pig feeders that are round that are probably you know 30 feet 20 feet they got a big metal you know like on a deer uh a deer feeder where you pop the top off well there was there was a big one of those probably i don't know maybe it's 10 or 12 feet across flip that over and tied the chain to it and then would drive around the field like you do with a tuber behind a boat and try to knock us off. And man, did we get rolled. Those little stubby uh, um, corn stalks that were sticking up everywhere like a foot off. Man, those are sharp. They're like and he used to laugh Japanese, and laugh. Like Japanese bamboo. <laughs> he used to laugh. So where were the game wardens then when I was doing all that stuff? Hey, uh, deer hunting in Kentucky. Five bucks. Add five bucks to your license and you can buy a hog license now. They're gonna let you shoot hogs during deer season in Kentucky. Wow, they're already they made it up there, huh? So dang, I, I'm just saying, if the beef can survive what the beef has survived, there's hope for your kid out there in this world. <laughs> um, hey, FarmRanchStore.com talking about feeders and all the gear and all the things farmers and ranchers. If you bought a piece of land, and we're gonna talk about dirt and how hard it is to find a piece of dirt how dirt is selling right now we're going to talk about that next hour but um, there's no better way to ensure a successful farmer ranch operation than to have safe and well-built equipment that you can rely on for years to come where we get our stuff farmranchstore.com farmranchstore.com that's where the landowner goes to get the job done well we met the end of this hour but we get to start a whole new hour Top of the hour, we are going to have a big conversation about what TJ loves to talk about. Sighting in your rifle, and among other things. So come back. we got Peter Report. we got Armed Citizen. we got a great hour coming up. Or you can always catch us during the week, 24-7, at theoutdoorzone.com.